You're listening to La Buena Vida Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to La Buena Vida Podcast. I am your host, Jaritza Sayas. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to La Buena Vida Podcast. I am Jaritza Sayas, your host. So as a couples counselor, I hear many different types of relationship stories from the very beginning of falling in love um, to you know, obstacles and bumps on the road and even, you know, stories of relationships that didn't work out when they ended up in breaking up or even a divorce and someone willing to try again. So relationships are very important to a person's well-being. And as much as I, I, I preach and believe in radical self-acceptance and self-friendship, uh, I recognize the power of relationships and have devoted my career to its study and encourage and promote healthy relationships because they are so important to us and to our development and our evolution as people. So recognizing that relationships require effort and prioritizing, there can be pitfalls. And we should all be aware of these pitfalls because they can potentially destroy your relationships and at times end your relationship and so let's begin to identify some of these toxic behaviors and how they could potentially be affecting your relationship so in no particular order the the first behavior that i want to mention is blaming so listen we all make mistakes from time to time so take responsibility when things go wrong and instead of blaming focus on what you're doing better or how you can do better the next time. Don't focus on rationalizing or justifying what you've done or even blaming the other person, but really try to be proactive in finding a solution to the problem. And number two, impressing. So this is putting on a facade so that you can uh, link or be connected to another person. Again, I know at the beginning when we're first starting to date, we try to have things in common with, with the other person um, but eventually that mask can can fall. And so to be genuine in your relationships is acceptance of who you really are. And when you stop trying to impress and start being yourself, your relationship ha- has a really authentic feel to it. Number three is clingy behaviors. So when we are clingy at the end of the day, there that clinginess is rooted in an insecurity of some sort, whether... I am insecure that I don't deserve you and it's a deep down a sense of worth for you or you're clingy because you don't necessarily trust your partner. And so I'm holding on to you because then I know what you're doing when and with who and how and all that other stuff. So it's a distrustful behavior and in relationships you need trust. So clingy behaviors are definitely toxic and they're not helpful and there's something there that we need to discuss in order for either both of you or one of you to start feeling trust and secure in this relationship. Number four is interrupting. When you interrupt someone, what you're really saying is I'm not listening to you so I can understand what you're saying. I am listening to you so I can decide what I want to say. So interrupting, it gets you nowhere. It goes for a tit for tat. And at the end of the day, nothing gets resolved and nothing gets discussed. 
So we all do this from time to time, and it's definitely a defensive tactic. Um, I'm shutting you down, and I'm going to get to speak first. So be very mindful if you um, interrupt your partner. Uh, whining, number five is whining. So there's a difference between venting to your partner um, versus whining apart your part, uh, to your partner. So words have a lot of power. Um, especially over your emotions. So whining about your problems makes you feel worse, not better. Whereas venting, you just kind of let it out and you're just like, oh, I feel great, I'm done. Um, whining is just continuing to fester. And if you come home to your partner and you're con- consistently and constantly whining, what happens is that partner tends to check out and they either begin to avoid you coming home from work so they can bypass the whole whining session or they are no longer emotionally available to support you when you are going through something. Again, so keep in mind, am I whining about what's going on or am I venting about what's going on? When you vent, again, it's cathartic. You feel good afterwards. When you're whining, you end up feeling worse. Uh, Number six is controlling behaviors. And this is when you want to know the when, the where, the how, and you are in charge of all of those pieces. Controlling behaviors is definitely a red flag and can be a catalyst to abusive behaviors later on. So definitely keep in mind controlling behaviors. Number seven is criticizing. So everyone is different, not better or worse, just different. And so appreciate the differences instead of the shortcomings that you'll see in people and in yourself. Um, So constantly seeing the negative or criticizing what someone else is doing rather than uh, pointing out the positives or how they contribute. Um, an example can be that your partner cleaned the entire living room for you so that you wouldn't have to do it. And they, they see that you're working and they see that you are always cleaning the living room and they decided to do an active service for you. And that's a type of love language, which we'll talk about later on, but they decide to do an active service for you and they clean the living room and they're so excited. You know, they clean the living room. You walk into the door and you're like, you moved my lamp and there's a bit of dust here rather than saying thank you. So criticizing behaviors, again, tear down the other person and is, again, one of those red flags for controlling behaviors and abusive behaviors later on. Number eight is preaching. You don't know everything. We are always learning. Um, You are not your partner's parent. They are not a child. And so preaching to them and correcting the behavior can again create that distance because it's no longer collaborative. It it creates almost like a hierarchy that you don't want to happen. You don't want to be, um, neither one of you wants to be over the other. And when you're preaching again, think about moments that you got in trouble, you stop paying attention. You check out and preaching is not collaborative. You're being spoken to rather, or excuse me, at rather than engaging with. So keep in mind, if you yourself are the preacher in the relationship, um, number nine is dwelling. And we tend to do this a lot in relationships. And it's when we fester on the past and we hold on to these hurts. Um, the past is very valuable. It's, it's where we learn from our mistakes and where we have come from. And so to learn from those mistakes and move on is, is extremely powerful and great. What I'm referring to is dwelling on these past hurts to the point of having ammo to throw back at your partner and to fester and again create this toxicity in relationships if it's something that you cannot forgive 
whatever that may be, and you're still together, maybe it's uh, maybe you need to come to couples counseling to air it out and to find the tools and the, to improve your relationship. If it's something that you find unforgivable, then I question, is this something that is ending your relationship? And should you call it quits at this point? And you decide what you tolerate. You know, there isn't a cookie cutter master sheet of what you're willing to tolerate and not in relationships. The one thing that I will say is abuse is never okay. And there isn't a threshold for tolerating abuse. With that said, um, there are people that are willing to forgive infidelities. There are people that are willing to forgive um, addictions. There are willing. There are people that are willing to forgive uh, pretty serious character flaws and work together at it. So if that's the case and you want to work through it, absolutely come to couples counseling, um, work through it and grow together. But if you're dwelling on it and you're having a hard time processing it, um, it's something to to kind of pay attention to. And finally, fear. If I am scared in my relationship, this is again a red flag. This is something that is definitely a concern. This is something that is not healthy. And so if I am scared of my partner, if I am scared of their reactions, if I'm scared of their, you know, when they're about to come home or when I see them, um, then, then that's definitely, again, a red flag. And at this point, it's, it's definitely signs of unhealthy relationship. Fear has no place in relationships. Fear has no place in relationships. And so if you're fearing your partner, that's definitely something that you may want to process in counseling um, and find ways, healthy ways to end that relationship. So from the behaviors mentioned, which ones are you guilty of? Be honest with yourself. We all have behaviors and attitudes that hurt our relationships. So taking a look at how you contribute to an unhealthy and unproductive cycle in your relationships really paved the way to make changes so that you can improve your relationships. No person or relationship is perfect, of course. Um, You want to build and strengthen the relationship despite the obstacles that may come your way. So I do have a disclaimer, and I said it earlier, but abuse is never okay. If you are being physically, financially, emotionally, and psychologically abused and hurt, then that's beyond couples counseling and fixing. The trust, respect, and safety of the relationship has been broken. It has been tarnished. And if you find yourself in this situation, please, I urge you to get some help. There are so many ways of assessing quality therapeutic assistance at this time. Um, If you fear that the person may find out that you're going to counseling because you have this constant appointment, think about doing it online. You know, there are, and I have them on my website and I'll link them down below, but there are websites where you can access quality uh, therapeutic services all online and all you need is your phone if you're able to um, access access your phone and so you can schedule sessions and schedule meeting with a therapist as it works best with your schedule so um, I think that's definitely a strength in, in in the technology 
nowadays. So please, I urge you to get help if you find yourself in an abusive relationship. So thank you for listening today to La Buena Vida podcast. If you have any questions, please visit jerryforsayas.com and join me next time for a discussion where I share three tips to stress less. Until next time, take care.